I'm back and I'm solo, so that means since Eunice isn't here, I can cut up, okay? Now, today, we are kicking off a mini-sode, and you see how we've been doing? We're going to kick the mini-sodes off before we start our season five. So in this mini-sode series, I thought, why not try to find the jobs of the weird? A job that's so strange, so unbelievable, so seductive. Well, maybe not so seductive, but so strange that you wouldn't even believe that it was a job. So stay tuned because we're talking about a professional sleeper, how you can get paid from Netflix for being a full-time viewer. And did you even know that there was a job where you can watch paint dry? It sounds crazy, but I'm telling y'all, this really is a job. So in this mini so series, we're going to kick off the jobs of the weird, jobs of the strange, and we're going to actually talk about them. You never know. It could be something that you're interested in so stay tuned at pgd you're not just a listener you're family is there a career you like us to explore or a success story you'd love to share and have us highlight on one of our episodes let's know we'd love to hear from you email us at pgdfam at gmail.com subscribe to our show so you can get notified when new episodes drop help increase our reach with a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts. we'd love to hear from you Hey guys, so we're back, or instead of we, I guess it's going to be technically me, just solo for the first mini-sode. As you guys know, it's a month-end close, in case you don't know, and Eunice is having to take care of that. So I'm going to hold down the virtual couch for now, and we're going to kick off our mini-sode series before we actually move into season five. Can you believe season five? Oh my goodness. Hmm. Memories. Well, before we kick that season off, I thought for this mini sewed series, let's talk about some jobs that are so obscure, if I even said that right, obscure, feels right, and so strange, you even have a hard time believing that it's a job. So I hit the streets of the internet, we're going to talk about three of them, and then I wanted to switch things up a little bit, and I found two Reddit stories that I want to read, and hopefully you guys will weigh in in the comments on our social media, and send us an email, tell us what you think. So... Kicking off job number one in our mini sewed series, Jobs of the Strange, we have a professional sleeper. That's right. There are jobs out there, people, that you can get being someone who sleeps professionally. Think about what that resume looks like. Now, places that would typically hire people in this particular role, which they could call it other things, but this essentially is what it is, a professional sleeper, would be uh, centers that are doing research studies. So that could be medical facilities. It could be a university um, or college type setting. It could even be a luxury hotel and manufacturers of things like uh, pillows and mattresses and things of that nature. So that's why the role could change, because in some of those settings, it could be considered someone who's a tester or it could be, like I said, a professional sleeper. Now, essentially what this person does is 
If it's a research study, usually you're given the parameters of a study. It could be trying to see what someone's sleep pattern is under certain conditions of maybe extreme cold or extreme warmth or being exhausted, for example. Or it could be testing out some sort of product and you're allowing yourself to be a test subject in a particular study. If it's a luxury hotel, it could be testing out the beds and the rooms and then rating it from the perspective of someone who would potentially stay there. And if it's a company or an organization that creates pillows, quilts, things that you would typically put on a bed, even mattresses, then you're coming in and you're testing those products and then you're creating some sort of report to talk about your experience, the rating of the product on a particular scale and giving them feedback that they then can take back and make the product better. Now, the salary for this is often considered freelance work because there's some situations where the company might have a set position and then there's other situations more often than not, especially with research studies where someone is just coming in for a term amount of time. And then once that time is over, the job is done. So some examples of work that people can actually do in reference to freelance would be NASA, for example. They actually paid volunteers 18K for 70 days back in 2013 to perform some sleep study observations under certain conditions for volunteers that came in. University of Colorado is another one as example. They paid their uh, people that came in to participate in a study about $2,700. And it was in reference to a 14 to 17 hour sleep study that they were conducting. So there actually are places out here that are doing this. So if you're someone that's interested in it, maybe in the summertime, you're a college student, you're taking a break, you're not taking classes, you're looking for some extra work, but maybe not something that's too committed in between maybe doing internships somewhere, this might be something for you. Now, if you're going to do freelance work, you're going to want to definitely be a planner because you're going to want to book more than one study or more than one gig back to back. You don't want to do one gig and then search for another one type thing. So you definitely want to be someone who is organized and able to control their own schedule and stay on top of it. You also want to have some research skills. Not too difficult. I'd say I came in, did a couple of searches on Google, had to definitely fix my phrasing, but I actually was able to find some things and found some opportunities that were posted online. So I don't think there would be too much difficulty with that. In between shows, keep the conversation alive with the youth in your households with our series, The Adventures of Sophie and Olivia, available on Amazon and directly on our website, pgd-innovations.com. The link is in our show notes. Don't forget to check out our merchandise, and we have some limited time gear only that's available this season. Don't miss out. Now let's talk about our next position. Our next position actually is one that Netflix has and it's called a full-time viewer. It's only open for one month and actually you can apply as long as you're over the age of 21, they're accepting applications um, until August 6th. So that's the deadline. Now, if you live in the US, Canada, Australia, UK, Ireland, or Singapore, then this might be the job for you. And again, it's called a full-time viewer. Now, basically what this person does is they watch 
Netflix movies. That's right. You heard me. You get paid to watch Netflix movies and television series shows and other content that Netflix is about to put out, but hasn't just yet. And part of your responsibility as you're watching is you're actually categorizing the information. You're making sure that you're putting the correct tags on it and you're making sure that you're putting that whatever the show is or the movie is that you're watching in the correct category so that when it does release on Netflix, me as a user, I can find it. I can go to suspense, romance, horror, and find that relevant show within that categorized genre, so to speak. If I said that right, I think I did. Genre. Ooh, sounds so dramatic. Anyway. So if you're interested in that, this actually is a job. It's called a full-time viewer. It's with Netflix. You can send in your application. You got until August 6th. And it's only for people, though, that reside in U.S., Canada, Australia, U.K., Ireland, and Singapore. You got to be over the age of 21. And for that month, because it's only a one-month open position, you get paid $1,000. Now, the $1,000 that you get is... $1,000 no matter what the equivalent is because I know the the value of a dollar is different depending on the country. So if it's U.S., you get the U.S. equivalent of a thousand. If you live in Canada, you get a Canada's equivalent of a thousand and so on and so forth. So might be something again over the age of 21, maybe someone that is on a break from college in between courses or someone that's just looking to get some extra cash might be something that you want to look into. Now, our third job, and this actually is a job, is watching paint dry. You heard me. Now, when I say that, I'm sure you're imagining someone sitting in a chair, literally staring at a wall for however long, watching paint dry. It's not that quite dramatic. It's actually pretty interesting when you research the job itself. Now, you could take the job from the perspective of a scientist, someone who actually went to school, a college or a university, maybe majored in uh, biomedical engineering or something of that sort. And if you did, your perspective of watching paint dry is you're actually testing the properties of the paint, almost like your own criminal minds or CSI investigator, but in the world of paint to make sure that whatever the company puts out about a particular product and whatever its specifications are of how it was created is actually how it works. So if high gloss is supposed to be high gloss, it's glossy. If it's not supposed to be high gloss and it's supposed to be no gloss, that that's exactly what happens. And if the color is supposed to be red, yellow, pink or blue, that when it dries, it still looks red, yellow, pink or blue. So that's when you're a professional paint dry watcher from a scientific perspective. Now, from the other perspective would be more from the customer side, or even someone who is a professional painter, because there are professional painters that paint like residential um, places or commercial places, and they have a bit of an expertise with it as well, as far as not only the paint, but the product, its application, how it could be used. You could then be hired with other companies and organizations that are charged with manufacturing the paint to then test those products as they're coming off the assembly line to make sure, again, 
just a different perspective that the product is actually doing what it's advertised that it's going to do. Now, the salary range for this is actually pretty decent. You can get paid anywhere from about 61K on average to more than that, just depending on the company that you work with. Now, a company, for example, Deluxe is one of them where they actually do have someone in the position of being a drying paint watcher. And that individual is charged with watching paint dry in various ways, various forms, very creative. He's not sitting in a chair and just staring at a wall, but um, then has to essentially write a report based on what has taken place with the paint. So those are the three jobs that we've covered. Professional sleeper, um, Netflix has a position, full-time viewer, and being someone that watches paint dry. So if you're someone that enjoys a good bed or a couch and taking a nap, Sleeper might be for you. If you love Netflix and then chilling and you want to have one month of being in your own personal couch Olympics and watching everything and anything, then this Netflix job might be for you. And if you're someone that it really doesn't matter and you literally could watch paint dry and not be bored out of your mind, then that might be something that you want to look into and look for different companies like Deluxe and other paint companies that could be looking for that. I'll tell you one thing, it can't be that boring. I'd imagine you be indoors, outdoors, and in all kinds of facilities doing everything that you can to really get a good result from the paint. So I'd imagine a job like that definitely lends hands to you being creative and uh, being able to do your job with a twist. Now, let's switch gears for a little bit. And what we're going to do next is I've actually been combing the streets of Reddit. I wanted to for this mini series, since we're kind of really thinking outside the box, we're talking about weird jobs, jobs that you probably never even heard of or didn't even know that they were jobs for real. I wanted to then see if I could find some stories that were job related that people have wrote in about. And I actually found one. The first one is pretty interesting. It's entitled From Rags to Riches, the magazine street vendor turned multimillionaire. And I really like this story. It's a short one. I'd love to hear from you guys and weigh in. Definitely email us and I'll make sure that I put in the show notes our email address so you guys can reach out to us and tell us what you think. Now, if you are not familiar to podcasts and I say show notes and you say, what is that? That just means whatever platform that you're using, where you press play and listen to us, you can go into the details of that episode. You usually see details, click it open and then scroll and you will see different links that I will set up that will provide you with more information. I'll also provide the link for this uh, specific Reddit post. So here we go. Philip Waltham, and I hope I'm saying his name right, but I'm going to try again. Philip Waltham, now 44, ran away from his home in Hull, a port city in East Yorkshire, England, as a teenager in an attempt to escape his drug addiction. He was 19 years old when he decided he wanted to turn his life around for good. But he found the streets of London weren't paved with gold, as he previously thought, as he ended up sleeping rough and staying with people he didn't know while his addiction took hold. 
Philip eventually started working for The Big Issue on the streets of Clerkenwell and Hempstead in London. The magazine is sold by the homeless, long-term unemployed, and those who need money to avoid getting into debt, The Big Issue says. Vendors are given five free magazines, which are then sold to the public for three euro with additional copies bought for $1.50 in euro. He originally sold the magazines to keep up with his $30 a day drug habit, according to the big issue, but was offered help by fellow distributors at the time of the battle. He originally sold the magazine to keep up with his 30 euro a day drug addiction, according to the big issue, but was offered help by fellow distributors at the time to battle his addiction. They, the big issue, taught me how to respect myself. They taught me how to budget my money and how important a roof was, he said, adding that I have to have money to buy big issues so that I could sell big issues. And that taught me how to budget. The 44-year-old then took his business skills from selling the magazine and put it into buying and selling secondhand clothes. So I really like this story because you have someone that sometimes you start off and you're just not necessarily making the right decision. But even through that, it doesn't mean that because you've made one decision and you may have gone off the side of the road that you can't get back onto a path of doing something. So to go from being homeless, not having a job, having a drug addiction to over time, because this didn't happen overnight, be able to build up to learning the basics of understanding business with the help of the big issue to then creating your own business of buying and selling secondhand clothes to now as a result being a multimillionaire. Wow, that is an amazing story. I would love to find out more information about Philip Waltham and just more about his business and how he was able to start that business and then create and build up. So that was a story that I really really liked. And now for our final Reddit story. So this one is a little bit different, but I thought that it was very interesting and I definitely wanted to take a read of it. This one, I had a hard time actually finding who the person was that wrote it. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and leave the link for how I found the story uh, because it may be in here somewhere and I just can't find it. Um, But we'll just go ahead and take it from here. But I will source it. Okay. A few years ago, I interviewed for a job in the U.S. that was labeled as a senior level position, which is my level of experience in this field. I go through two phone interviews and a stellar in-person interview. Shortly after the in-person interview, they call me and say they absolutely loved me and that I would be a great fit for the company. However, they thought I was a little too green, implying I was inexperienced for the senior level position. But luckily for me, they have an opening for a junior level position at a salary decrease. I kindly told them that the reason I applied to their job position in the first place was because it was a senior level position and that I wasn't going to take a step backwards in my career by taking a junior level position since I had both the appropriate experience and the work history. 
I also let them know that trying to trick someone with senior level experience into taking a junior level position by stringing them along through interviews and a job offer was deceptive and unethical. There was silence over the phone for a moment, and then the interviewer said in an offended tone, well, we've all had to make sacrifices for beep and said the company's name. To which I replied, you may have had to, but I don't make sacrifices for anyone. Stunned in silence, the interviewer, who was so appalled they didn't know what to say, replies, well, maybe you can think about it and I'll call you tomorrow to check in. I said, no, thank you. Please don't call me and hung up the phone. They do this to young females like myself in a variety of industries. Don't take mess from anybody. Know your qualifications, believe in them, tell your abusers, bug off. Your talents will be appreciated and paid for elsewhere, I promise you. I don't know how I feel about that one because I feel like even if you felt like that's what they were doing, you didn't necessarily have to be that abrasive in your response. Um, I've been in situations like that where I might have applied for a position and then they tried to offer me something different, saying that I was a better fit for it. And sometimes I'd, I might follow up with a question, just trying to understand what the thought process was with that and why they thought that whatever position they were offering me was a better fit versus the position that I originally applied for. If it was a company, because when you're interviewing, it's not just them interviewing you, you're interviewing them too, because you want to make sure that the company is a good fit for you and what you want, right? So if it were a company that I really was interested in getting in with, then I would do that. If it was one that I was kind of on the fence with and I didn't really know about, I don't know that I will put that much effort in. I would just politely decline and say, uh, you know, I'll definitely be happy to keep you guys open in the future for any other opportunities that you may have that are a better fit for my wheelhouse. But I don't know. I, I see what she's saying, because as a female, especially being um, in the professional world, in the tech world, I've been in healthcare, I've been in construction where I am now. I've definitely had those experiences, but what I have learned, especially if depending on the industry that you're in, because this doesn't really say it. Sometimes it could be like a high school. You never know who you know or who you have a relationship or who you work with that then knows someone else. You just never know. I wouldn't want to potentially burn a bridge that I may want down the line, even if the opportunity isn't right for me right then and there. But I don't know. To each his own. Tell me what you think. Definitely shoot us an email about that one. All right, y'all. So that's a wrap. Thanks for sticking with me. News of the weird. We're going to continue on next week. We got three more strange jobs that you didn't even know were jobs, but they actually are. And we're going to cover more Reddit stories. Eunice will be with us next week. So I got to try to be on my best behavior, but y'all already know that that is probably not going to happen. And that's okay. This is a safe space. We're among family, cousins. If you have haven't already listened to our seasons one through four definitely do that this is the perfect time to binge before we kick off our season five and please guys share the word sharing is caring do the care bear stare so you never know there's somebody out there looking for a strange job one of the ones in our mini so or just looking to switch industries or they don't know what they want to do in which case we're the perfect place for you because we're going to cover everything from entrepreneurship
relationship to traditional tracks, untraditional tracks, feel free to also email us and reach out if there's a job or you're a professional and you'd like to sit down on our virtual couch and talk with us. So until then, we'll see you guys next week. And don't forget, think outside the box.